friends, and welcome back to The Balanced Life with Ellen Kimball. I am your host, and I'm so glad you have joined me today. I am thinking about the last nine months and how significant nine months is, like birthing a baby. But for me, nine months ago, I said yes. I said yes to a responsibility to bring my mother out of a senior living center where she was in assisted living at 91 years old and had lived there for six years. And I took her out of there and moved her in next door to me. And I did this because of a lot of the restrictions that had taken place and because she was in active decline uh, with Parkinson's. And she was lonely she was depressed between visits. She lived about 30 minutes from me. So it's not like I could pop in next door. Uh, You know, it was a little bit of a trek and some planning. And there were many times when I couldn't even see her because of the restrictions in the facility where she lived. So by saying yes, this removed a lot of the independent living that I had had just in my own life as a single adult woman. And I do have siblings and we had a lot of discussion about that and how that would change my life. And of course, none of us knew exactly how it would change, except it would remove any kind of independence. I would be the sole overseer for her. I had been advocating for her for the past six years. And knew that this would be a significant increase in responsibility. However, I really reverse engineered the the thoughts before I made my decision. And I really went to the end. And I thought about how will I feel when she's gone if I don't say yes and bring her to a place where she could see family every day where she didn't have to suffer through loneliness because so much of the time she spent alone or secluded. And that's what was happening at her senior facility. So I said yes. And it was very interesting because I prayed about it and I felt like, you know, God had impressed on my heart that it would be for a season. And I, you know, those are things sometimes when we feel that impression. We don't know exactly what that means. And as time went on, exactly three months to the day that she moved in, she took her last breath. And that's been six months ago today. So as I think back on all of this, I think back on the gift that advocating for my mother has been. And I really want to talk with you about saying yes, because there are a lot of risks in life. There are a lot of things that when you weigh them out, when you put them in the balance of life, they go up and down. You know, on the one hand, it would be really beneficial. On the other, it would remove a lot of the life that you know now. And on the other hand, it would be you know, a beautiful blessing to, to have this opportunity. And on the other hand, 
it's going to cost something and it might not be comfortable all the time. And, you know, we can go back and forth with all different kinds of decisions that we make. So in saying this, in saying yes to my mother, I was saying I am willing to put aside my life as I know it and do what I can to help her in the last few months of her life. Because I knew, I knew how lonely she was. And in the last, well, the last several months before she passed, you know, she was increasingly depressed and, and she never wanted me to leave. You know, she would always prolong my departure when I would visit her. And I was seeing her two and sometimes three times a week. I was commuting back and forth. And in all of that, I knew that I did not want her to be alone in the end. And even the last week where she was in a facility, in the facility, she was declining. And she did have hospice care, not because she had a uh, prognosis, a terminal prognosis, but because she could no longer... Uh, function on her own um, in case of an emergency. She could not independently move in the case of a, of a fire alarm or, or an emergency. And so in that situation, hospice comes in. And so I looked for hospice agencies and I found one that had marvelous workers and they partnered with me and we, it was really a beautiful relationship. So if any of you are having to walk through that um, you know, ask lots of questions. And if you're not familiar with hospice, as I was, I had, I, the only thing I knew was that hospice was like the last point before death for a lot of people. But that is not always the case. And in the case of my mother, she had hospice for many months, but there were people at her facility who had hospice for many years before they died. They just didn't have the means of uh, the the physical means to move independently and in order for them to stay at that facility they had to have that overarching legal accountability with that other organization to pick up the slack so back to what I was saying by saying yes to that situation to that really it was an opportunity To be honest, it was an opportunity to love my mom in a way that she needed to be loved. And you know, the most important way that we can love other people is the way they need to be loved. I don't know if you've ever read The Love Languages. It's a great book by Gary, I believe it's Gary Chapman. But it's a book about how we receive love. And it's really easy to love someone else in the way that you know how to love. Where the challenge comes is to love someone the way they need to be loved. And for my mom, in the end, one of the the best things for her was just being, just having people that loved her be with her. And what happened was that she was able to move in right next door to me. And I could see her every day. And she had visitors, friends, and family that were unhindered. They could stay as long as they wanted. 
they could just, they could come and go. It was so beautiful. Those last three months were just a beautiful time of, of light and color that was a last little rally for her. And she was 91 years old. She lived a long life, but it was an opportunity. And when I look back now, I remember being a little bit nervous. It was that risk. I was taking a risk to put my life on hold, the things that I had wanted to do on hold, because I knew there was something greater. And I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, the good choices that you can make today, in truth, they are the enemy of the best choices. Because you can only make one choice. And if you choose good over the best, really, you've had a little bit of a loss. Because the best choice is what's going to be the best in your life. And I have no regrets, absolutely zero regrets, but I am a completely different person today than I was nine months ago. Part of this transformation has been that I could no longer be that advocate for my mom. And I have I, I've been an advocate in a lot of other situations. I was a foster mom. I was a mother for my own children. I, I have advocated for women in recover, excuse me, recovery. I've had a lot of senior uh, citizen friends and have been a sounding board for a lot of families with elderly family as I've walked through this, this season of my life. And what I have learned is that I hadn't been practicing very good stewardship of me. And that's where the balance right now, I've been working very hard on finding some balance for me and not in a selfish way, but in an absolutely necessary way, because we do need to advocate for ourselves. And one of those ways is that we need to take risks of benefit to step into doing things that we might not know the outcome, but we know it's good. And one of those things that I did is I, I started working with a coach and I started working with someone who's helped me to put together this podcast and somebody who's helped me to start working through all of these balance thoughts and these, these strategies and tips and it's been a marvelous journey because what has happened is the person who I used to be that was really advocating for everyone else and putting their lives first is now developing into somebody who can, you know, live and move and function and have my being in a new way, in a new realm. And I read a study very interesting about people starting, people starting new things. And when there's risk involved, looking at the percentages, and it's a bell shaped curve, like everything is when you start charting people and um, taking data and what that looks like. And uh, uh, some percentage of people always hold back 
They're the ones that dig their heels in. They resist change. And then a very similar percentage are way on the front line. And they're the ones on their tiptoes. And they're leaning forward. They're raring to go. They, they're tipping over the start line because they can't wait to get going. And in between those two lie the whole rest of the demographic of the human experience. And I want to tell you that I did consider, I weighed heavily what was about to happen nine months ago, right before I said yes. But I want to tell you that I did, I was on my toes and I was leaning in because I knew, I knew I couldn't fail. I knew that no matter what happened, I would not regret what, however long it was, because when my mom took her last breath, I knew I had done everything I knew how and in my power to let her know how much she was loved and cared for by her friends and family. And you, my friend, have similar opportunities. You have opportunities to say yes to life changing decisions that can make an impact for others, but also for you. When you say yes to things that are risky, you're saying yes to a transformation in your future. And I want to encourage you to be that person who leans in, who leans forward, and not the one who is digging their heels in in the back. Because what happens is you're either going to succeed or you're going to end up with regret. And even if you fail trying to succeed, that failure is still going forward. You still have forward motion. It's the most remarkable thing. But regret is very painful. And I know that these last nine months, this absolute transformative time in my life has really just, it, it has changed me. It's changed me into a whole new person. It's really like a whole new birth and ironic that it's nine months, but it, it's, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God designs things for a reason. And this has been really interesting to me. And I wanted to share it with you today because without risk, you don't really live. You've got to take that risk. You've got to step into what's coming. And you have such amazing gifts and talents inside of you. They are just longing to get out. And if you don't give them breath, if you don't give them the environment to bloom and to blossom, you won't see them realized. So step out there. Lean forward. Don't dig your heels in. Take a deep breath. Put a smile on your face. Tell yourself, I can. I can do this. My life is amazing amazing because you are amazing and there is greatness inside of you. Life is a risk. It's a risk not to do the things you want to love, the the things that you love, and it's a risk to step into the things that you love and want to pursue. So I encourage you to do it. I thank you for listening today and I'll talk with you again on the next podcast. 